This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's something to think about. Just this past week, I saw some headlines. IBM, up to 3,900 jobs worldwide could be affected by artificial intelligence. There are people who are saying, whoa, this artificial intelligence thing is way out of control already. We don't know what we're dealing with. Essentially, what I heard is be afraid, be very afraid. Well, should we be afraid? I don't know. Let's talk about it. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. Interesting report that uh, came out of our friends from the uh, R Street Institute, and it's called Can We Predict the Jobs and Skills Needed for the AI Era? And it was written by Adam Thierer. And Adam, first of all, it's difficult to talk about what we don't know but we need to talk about how we approach this rapid development in technology because of the way it's going to affect everything. Absolutely, Mike. And thanks for having me on the show. You know, let's start with uh, a, a question that's often not asked when we think about automation, technology, and jobs, which is why isn't it that everyone isn't already unemployed? Because obviously technological innovation and workplace automation has been happening forever. Uh, since the dawn of capitalism, we've seen technologies integrated into the workplace and change the nature of work. And this has led many experts throughout the years, throughout the centuries, to predict that eventually we were going to see widespread technological unemployment. That is the, the death of uh, many, many sectors and many, many jobs. Uh, well, the problem with those predictions is that they forget that technology grows jobs as much as it destroys them. And we get new skills, new jobs, new professions, new sectors all the time. So with the rise of now artificial intelligence, we're seeing a lot of those same dour chicken little predictions about sort of like the, the end times are coming for, uh, for work. But the reality is, is that we have, a pro we have a different problem in our economy today. We have a bunch of unmet roles, un unfulfilled uh, jobs uh, that we need humans for, and we can't get even machines to do them. So I think there's another way of looking at this that's a more decidedly positive and realistic perspective on the history of technology and jobs. So can we boil this down to a debate over whether AI is a tool versus competition? Well, that's part of it. Um, it's a mistake to think about this in a binary fashion, like it's either a robot or it's me. The reality is what we're going to do is we're going to live in a world of what some scholars call complex human-machine interactions where machines are going to be working alongside us, as they already do, to do a lot of tasks that we would have had to do on our own in the old days. You know, I, I tell a story in my paper uh, about in the post-war period, there was an entire profession of people we called calculators. And these were actual humans that did the hard math for government and for organizations on a chalkboard or on paper to try to, you know, run the numbers for, uh, you know, when we didn't have computers to do it. And then mainframe computers came along. And when we talk about calculators post, say, 1960, we think about machines, right? But that wasn't the end entirely of the profession of calculators. The calculators, once they were freed up from doing basic math, could utilize their skills to be more creative and go behind the machines and create better and more powerful computing systems. And they gave us the personal computing revolution and the Internet. And that's an, that's an amazing story of how human wants and needs and abilities are almost infinite. And once we free up our ability and time to do new and different things with our creative juices, we can create wonderful things and a whole bunch of new jobs in the process. 
Let me follow up on the creative juice as part of what you just said. There are some people, and maybe I'm asking if it's a fair concern to say, but Adam, what's different here is that these are doing creative work, things that we used to think only humans could do. We've played around with chat GPT. We've seen poems and songs written. It's doing things that we used to require human creativity. And somebody is saying, but this is going to take some of those things away that are uniquely human. What's the answer to that particular fear? Well, it it certainly could be the case that artificial intelligence and robotics could take away some creative jobs and change the nature of creative work, including my own job. I often tell the story about how when I started in the field of public policy work 30 years ago, I spent a whole heck of a lot of a time in in the Library of Congress, standing in front of a photocopier, copying dusty old physical books and reports that were stored in our Library of Congress. Well, needless to say, the internet came along and essentially disrupted that. And for the better, I didn't have to stand in front of a machine anymore. All of a sudden, all that information was available online and it would help me refine it. And today, these artificial intelligence tools are helping us uh, create even more and better information opportunities. But it changes the nature of our work and we have to be willing to adapt. And this is the hard thing that has so many people so anxious. It does require sometimes rethinking our traditional roles and rethinking our skill sets, essentially disrupting ourselves and our own jobs or skills and professions. And so now we as as workers have to sometimes think like that and think about how we reskill or retrain ourselves for uh, a different future. And that sounds an awful lot like change. And we like to rely on what we know, though. (laughs) That's true. We do. I mean, look, there's a comfort level question here about Will people go along with, you know, things changing this fast? And and I don't know. The, the good news is, is that we've seen humans adapt again and again in creative and unexpected ways. I already told the story of the human calculators and how they became the, the programmers and coders of the future. But I mean, back in the early 80s, I remember distinctly there being a big fear about when ATMs, banking ATMs came along, what that would do to the profession of like bank tellers. And it absolutely did change it. But the reality is, is that It didn't eliminate banking jobs altogether. Bank tellers are, there's more bank tellers than ever before. They're just not handing out money with their fingers. They're instead creating new financial instruments and taking advantage of other new opportunities in the world of financial technology that they wouldn't have had if they were still sitting behind, you know, bars handing out cash to us at a bank. This is just not something we do either today in the professional world or as consumers, right? We get our money in other ways or we don't even get cash like we used to. And so the world changes and we have to acclimate to these changes. And it is anxiety inducing at times because of the pace of change. But I'm really, really optimistic that humans again and again have done this and will do it again in the age of AI. The report or the paper is called, Can We Predict the Jobs and Skills Needed for the AI Era? And it was written by Adam Thierer, who joins me right now. Kind of address the basics of the ethical questions that we're going to have to deal. This is the great unknown of the moment. Uh, And so a lot of the discussion I've noticed, Adam, has to do with, okay, what are the right ethics for expanding something like artificial intelligence, which some would argue is replacing thinking? And right. Uh, it's a it's a great question, Mike, one that it's hard to summarize in just two minutes. We know, might yeah. Another show on this one, but it's the, the focus of much of my writing these days. This is called the so-called AI alignment problem, as in aligning 
artificial intelligence with core human values and principles. And that's an important process. I mean, nobody wants machines running amok and doing whatever they want. And what it really comes down to is two things. We need to find a way when we train our systems to bake in, quote unquote, ethics by design, safety by design, security by design, privacy by design, teaching artificial intelligence systems how to how to make sure that they are safe and secure. The second thing, the second principle in the AI alignment field is the idea of humans in the loop. That is, just because we're automating more and more uh, things and creating more AI tools, it doesn't mean humans are completely out of the loop. We want to make sure humans continue to have uh, a say over these systems and have some control of them. A, a really good real world example to leave you with is every day, you know, millions of people get on planes and travel somewhere. The vast majority of the activities in a plane are now automated. Autopilot basically does all the serious heavy lifting of flying right now. Uh, pilots play a smaller and smaller role. But we still have two pilots in the cockpit. And we still have a lot of humans in control uh, of the air traffic control system, which is also very highly automated. So essentially, we have found a way to strike a balance there, right? And we now take it for granted. And of course, air travel is remarkably safe because of these technological advances. I think we're going to see this in many other sectors, but we will also try to keep humans in the loop along the way. We'll have driverless cars, for example, and driverless trucks, but we'll also have people there controlling them and making sure that they are safe and serve society well. All right. You can find the uh, paper at rstreet.org. Adam, thank you so much for being uh, on the program. A lot to think about. Thanks, Mike. Just ahead, is this another case of good intentions and bad policy? What about paid family leave mandates from the government? We're comparing the goals with the outcomes just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. 